knowing all that we know, all that we've seen, how can we productively move forward? So what? Now what? Welcome to The Shift, where we search for ways to do better by thinking better. Whether you're going through a major life change, looking to deepen your understanding of yourself, or hoping to improve your relationships with others, The Shift is here for you. We're your hosts, Isla and Yashar, an endlessly curious sister and brother team. As certified brain-based executive coaches with backgrounds in medicine and management, we combine the neurosciences, performance psychology, strategic planning methodology, and mindfulness techniques to empower your transformation from the inside out. Join us in conversation as we explore better ways to show up for ourselves and each other. Hi friends, welcome back to The Shift. Today's topic is a phrase we use often. It actually used to be on the back of our business cards back in the day when we gave out business cards. And our one-liner, which is, so what, now what? Now, I know it might sound a little aggressive, a little provocative, but that was kind of the point because it was our go-to tool to get us unstuck, to you know, ignite that mind shift that we're talking about. We would say, so what, now what? And it was kind of a marker for our mind to get out of the mud, maybe out of the spiral of blame and fault and problems and look towards a solution. I literally used it at a board meeting the other day. It was going on an hours of conversation about the same thing round and round. And I just said, so what, now what? And I personally think it's a magnificent tool. What do you think, Yash? I feel sorry for everyone at that board meeting. No, I'm only half joking. The reason I say I feel sorry for the people at the board meeting is because I remember almost a decade ago now when you first introduced this line to me, I thought it was overly aggressive. I thought there was no room for empathy. I thought there was no room for understanding what the other individual is going through. And it's just like, well, suck it up, buttercup, and let's figure out how to fix the problem that you happen to be in. I've evolved quite a bit in those, you know, 10 years of working with you and obviously understanding this line. And I love this line now. I think this line does exactly what it's meant to do, maybe with a little bit of coaching, a little bit of context around it. Um, But that's what makes this episode particularly exciting is because I think when people understand what, so what now, what stands for, they can use it in their own day-to-day challenges and and come up with the solution that best suits them in that moment. Absolutely. I understand at first glance, it will seem a certain way because we're probably focused on the so what part, but in no way, no way, no way. Everyone hear me now in no way does the so what mean that it's meant to bypass any healing, any wrongdoing, any pain or harm. You know us, if you've worked with us, we don't kind of skip the hard stuff, right? We go deep. We We really work on integration. So we're not bypassing that part. What we're actually trying to do is acknowledge it, but also give our brain the gift of possibility. Give our brain the opportunity to choose the next right step in an Elsa way. We're trying to give our brain the opportunity to let it go, but more importantly, to ask the vital question, which is now what? Knowing all that we know, all that we've seen, how can we productively move forward? So what? Now what? Yeah. And it's that letting go of focus on the thing that doesn't serve us 
to then move into a focal point of solution and what does serve us. And the reason why that's so powerful is because the brain is already wired for negativity bias anyways. It is always going to see the challenge or the negative or the harm prior to moving towards the solution or the pleasure. In very scientific speak, they would say it's the primary organizing principle of the brain to be able to see, am I safe first? Then I can move on to whatever else may be pleasurable or less threatening. But I'm always going to be, or our brains are always going to be looking at the problem. So it almost becomes fixated on the problem if we don't encourage it to look outside of that problem. And so the now what gives the brain an opportunity to be solution oriented. The now what says, okay, I hear you. I see you. Yep. This might be really hard. And we might not actually even know the answer, but what is the next right step? What is the thing we can do at this moment to move us at one degree in the direction that, you know, we're hoping to move in. And it gives the brain a clear signal. It gives our brain a clear example. Once we come up with that one-step solution of what step to take. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly powerful and critical, as I said, because we move away from the fixation on the problem, the negativity bias, and help ourselves move towards something that is going to feel more empowering in that moment. Absolutely. The concept is like, tell your brain what to do. So that doesn't even necessarily mean an answer. It might be tell your brain or your body to take a break. You know, it's really, again, the, I think the step can look like what healing would look like. The step can look like what acknowledgement look like, what amends would look like, what self-care would look like. So it's not necessarily, you have to be answer ready and like knowing the answer. It's actually like knowing again, all that we know, what is the next right step? And that might be taking a step back, leaving a situation, not engaging any further right? But we're really focused on directing our brain towards something, as you said, that will serve us, that will serve the outcome that we're actually striving for, that is serving our highest self. It's in alignment with our integrity and values, all of these things. But what it's trying to do first and foremost is get us out of this mud. Again, in a lot of conflict situations, you see that we end up in this like spiral of blame and fault. And all it does is keep reinforcing these loops you know these like self-fulfilling prophecies of like you're wrong i'm right good and bad and you know we like to get unstuck from that right away because what we want to do again is think about okay in this fragmented system in these problems that we see what is the next right thing to do to hopefully leave this situation better than when we came in and in most 99.9% of the cases, I don't know, because I don't know everything, obviously, so I'm going to leave room for error. Most likely, it's going to be trying to change the narrative a little bit. And so that's kind of what the mind shift is trying to do. Like, most likely what we've been doing in the past isn't serving us on some end, because that's why we're looping. So what will help us came out of that loop and with respect, so what, but with power and authority, now what is like, okay, I'm going to take my power back in this situation. I'm going to choose my integrity. I'm going to choose my healing. I'm going to choose my highest self, my best leader, whatever is the word that you use, that version of you that makes you most proud. And now what would they do? And let's do that. Yeah. And, And you brought up conflict situations and the now what we address in episode four 
when we talk about how conflict can actually be helping you and how can you work through conflict. And we gave a lot of tools there, but I, I, I want to address it in a different way in this episode and simply say, I really appreciate when you said the now what can be taking a step back, the now what can be putting a pause or a pin in, in that conversation. And even if it's a conversation with yourself, the now what could be a stop, drop, and meditate, stop, drop, and breathe, and a recalibrating of the nervous system. We know through the mind-body science that you're not going to be able to think clearly if you're in a completely uh, stressed out overdrive of the nervous system state anyways. So instead of, as you said, to have an answer or a solution to the problem, then now what is an answer and solution to the next right step, which again could include stopping, breathing, recalibrating, realigning with what we call your best leader, realigning with the values that you want to see demonstrated within yourself, and then deciding how to speak to yourself, how to speak to another, or take a physical action uh, with whatever is happening around you. So I think that was an integral point that you made about the now what doesn't have to be a solution to the problem, but the next right step to not make the problem worse. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for articulating like that. I think it clarified it. You know, ultimately it was created as an empowerment tool, you know, and I say that because when we talk about concepts like growth mindset, what does that actually mean? It means providing our brain the space to choose opportunity and possibility, right? And this tool the so what now what ignites our favorite things, which are self-awareness and personal accountability. We always go back to it because again, they're the foundation or pillars of all growth. And we go back there because it allows us to see ourselves, understand ourselves and take accountability for that devotional act of choosing our integrity. And so again, we're offering it possibility. You don't need to be stuck here. We're offering it opportunity. You can also do this. We're offering it hope. These are what it could look like in the future. You know, this is growth mindset in action, you know, in activity where it's like what you see in front of you and where you are right now doesn't have to be the only story. So what is it that we can do, whether it is healing, making an amends or remedying the situation or choosing a whole nother way out, another whole possibility that you maybe not have been able to see if you didn't do that cognitive reframe of so what, now what, and allow that mind shift to happen. You brought up hope and it reminded me that we were talking about this concept with uh, a group of leaders we were working with not too long ago. And I brought up the point that within the equation of hope, there's this concept of agency where we have to be in charge of ourselves and to have a belief that we have an ability to do something about whatever is going on. And so I think it's really important that you brought that up again and how this one simple, so what, now what is reinstilling agency. The hope is that it's reinstilling agency in the individual and to, to have possibility, to have opportunity, to have hope to make amends, to remedy any situation, if there's no agency mm -hmm. in it, there's no hope that that will be sustainable. And I think more dangerous than that, there's no opportunity for the, each individual to feel like they are contributing in a positive manner to what's happening. So then you start to outsource your power more. You start to look for others to come up with solutions to things that you're probably well capable of finding solutions for. And so not only do you strip your power in the moment, I think you start to strip your power 
down the road as well, because you no longer have the opportunity to see yourself step into a solution-oriented mindset, come up with an idea, however small you may think that idea is, but an idea to move yourself in the direction that you'd make yourself more proud of doing. Absolutely. And like what we talked about collecting inventory, these are these critical moments where you're like, hey, I don't need to get stuck here. I'm going to show myself, I'm going to prove to myself that I myself can take my power back and this is what that looks like. And that's what this statement really was. It was a, a statement to allow you to take your power back. In a situation, always remembering, as you said, your agency, your full authority, your autonomy, making a decision as your full like sovereign self, how you can choose to go forward. Choice is powerful. You have to sometimes be reminded that you have a choice. Yeah. And, and this question is a great question to bring you back there bring you back into exercising that choice for sure. So at this point, Isla, of this episode, so what now what? What's next? <laughs> well, let's let's leave it to you, the audience, our dear friends and listeners. What is a situation in your life currently that you can examine with this lens? What is something going on within yourself, maybe with a relationship, maybe at work, maybe a personal interaction? How can you bring this question into your life and what becomes the answer? What is something that you're stuck in, maybe? Some mud that you want to get out of. Ask yourself, so what? Now what? What is your next right step? Thank you for listening, friends. What shifted for you during this episode? We'd love to hear your insights. Write us with any questions, commentary, or episode ideas at theshift at mindshiftleadership.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would deeply appreciate a like and subscribe. The Shift is brought to you by MindShift Leadership, a heart-centered, evidence-based, mindset-powered leadership company, empowering you with the training to prioritize mental health, inclusion, and performance optimization.